a Sunday night. This is a special Sunday edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, how is it going? Very good, man. It was a good week this week, so I'm happy to be back and uh, got a lot of stuff done while uh, while we were on a mini hiatus. Yes, you. Uh, we moved the show to uh, tonight. Uh, we usually record on Saturday. So uh, yeah. how, how was your Saturday? <laughs> Oh, it was it was full of driving and and wrestling fun. So it worked out quite well. So thank you for uh, agreeing to move the show, and um, you know we'll have a good one tonight. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, we were gonna do it on Friday, but we had the other show uh, for a while. We're gonna be recording on Friday nights. Uh, I will bring that up uh, close to the end of the show uh, with all the details on that. Um, but wait, see, we into uh, tonight's uh, show. We have a lot. Uh, we have uh, Raw, AEW, of course, NXT 2.0, SmackDown, Rampage, Level Up, and then I have a top ten list for you. Oh Lord! And Just of tell, course, tell me something. Uh, has that is that particular lady responsible for it this time? No, actually, uh, this one is one of the content creators that I follow on TikTok, named Unicorn Goth. What? <laughs> yeah, Unicorn Goth. <laughs> what kind of bullshit are you putting on our show? No, no. <laughs> I, I will. Uh, I will reserve judgment until the list is complete. And we have, of course, time warp going back to 1990, 1990 actually. Now, this looked like it was filmed in the eighties, but I don't have a definite date on that, like an exact date. So I'm going to go with the year that was shown on the broadcast at the end of the show. Which is 1990, September 22nd to be exact. Okay. And of course, we're going to close out the show the way we always do it, Wrestling Roulette. Absolutely. I did pretty good last week. I got to keep up my streak. So, Ben, what do you say we can do uh, Monday Night Raw? Do we have to? <laughs> well, well, before we do that, let me <laughs> just go over the two matches from main event. I can't believe this is still around. Do people even watch this? I can't think of a good reason why anyone would want to go out of their way and look for main event. Because here we go. We had Veer Mahan defeating Apollo Crews. Poor Apollo. How far he has fallen. And we have Liv Morgan defeating Queen Selena. Well, I can't can't say that I'm against that result. So I guess no harm, no foul, but still. Alright, so now on to Monday Night Raw. Now for my high points, I've got a few of them. Alpha Academy and the Street Profits. Okay. I've got uh, Finn Balor and Tommaso Ciampa versus the Dirty Dogs, which I'm actually going to touch on that um, towards the end of uh, Raw, the Raw segment. Okay. I've got Bianca Belair versus defeating... Piper Niven. I really enjoyed that match. That was a good match. Agree to disagree. 
You didn't like it? Come on. Everyone was talking about it. I'll I'll explain it. I didn't have a problem with the match. It's just I'll explain it as we get closer to to that segment. All right, then uh, we got uh, Seth and uh, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens uh, versus RK Bro. And my, uh, you sorry. are feeling rather hospitable today, aren't you? <laughs> and my my uh, two lowlights, Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash and Dana Brooke and Reggie. Okay, well you you redeemed yourself there. I agree. Because can we stop? And did you notice uh, um, the segment with Reggie? Did you notice Reggie's face? Uh, no, but uh, uh, again, did, I wasn't. I Dana, wasn't trying to pay attention. No, I'm saying because uh, uh, I noticed uh, like Dana Brooke, uh, her makeup uh, rubbed off on uh, Reggie, so like half of his face, and the camera was trying not to show it that side. Oh, God. Well, maybe they shouldn't wear so much makeup on air. But that was just... Uh, so, what do you have? So, um, high points, I had Edge's promo. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Edge's promo. Okay, yeah. And also, I, I'll also give a highlight to... Oh, God. I just want to make sure I get it right, so I'm just looking for the thing. Hold on. And then, yeah, I'd also give a highlight to the Street Profits versus the Alpha Academy. I really like what they're doing with Chad Gable. And you know what? I have to thank Chad Gable. Why, why is that? Because now, whenever people here are being loud and uh, yelling or, or complaining about something, I just, have to, I just have to open my door and yell out, shush. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, oh, and then there is one more low light that I have to add. I'm, All right. I'm, so, I'm sorry. All right. Um, and then Logan Paul. Oh, 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 yes. That was my little low light that I I didn't have written down. That, yeah, that, that was my other low light that I had written down. That was terrible. Can somebody explain to me? Under what theory, you know, Logan Paul is considered entertaining slash important enough to be on WrestleMania? I mean, good God. I just, I don't get it. I, I, I don't either. And then, uh, as you can probably tell, I have a lot of low lights, but most of it I'm not going to mention. I just... You know, anything 24-7 related gets one. Um, you know, I, I understand what you... And, and to my point earlier about um, Piper, Nevin, and Bianca, I, I'm not saying that it was bad, but how many times have we seen it? Yeah. It's just, and, okay. yep. and, and that's... That's the same thing that you'll notice me going with on SmackDown as well. I understand that they're trying to build uh, Bianca up ahead of WrestleMania to try to, you know, kind of put her in a similar position um, 
as she was, you know, last year when she went one-on-one with Sasha Banks. But let's be honest, Bianca Belair has lost a lot of momentum since then, and it's not her fault. It's just the way that she's booked is ridiculous, and I I believe this is the fourth time at least the fourth time that we've seen Bianca go one-on-one with Piper and Evan. And, of course, that includes when we had it three straight weeks a number of months ago. Okay. You know, if, I mean... No, I get it. Really? It's just... So, you're going to have to explain to me how... How the how this works because your your roster is so depleted on Raw that number one you have to bring Lita in and number two and and I have nothing against Lita by the way nothing whatsoever but but you know this her and this thing with Piper and and Bianca are just two of many examples of WWE's booking and you know, just their overwhelming number of releases coming back to bite them in the ass because we get the same shit over and over again. Now, as you'll as you'll see when we get to the SmackDown portion of the review, we may soon be getting some relief from all the rematches and stuff if they do this the right way. Um... But as as of right now, um, you know, I have to I have to give the majority of Raw a low point because it's just none of it seems seems like it's um, must see television outside of what Edge is doing, and even and even that which I named a high point justifiably so. Um, has some problems because we're five weeks away from WrestleMania and we still don't know who Edge is facing. Would that have ever been a problem when we were growing up? No. Five weeks ahead and we still don't know what the majority of the fucking card is, let alone who a WWE Hall of Famer is facing. You know, but but then then again, I'm going on on another rant, but I think my point is well made about Bianca and, uh, I shall not call her Dewdrop. Now, <clears throat> this is where Dolph Ziggler comes in. Because now they're doing this crossover storyline. Yeah. Moving forward, we're going to see even more NXT Raw crossover storylines. Which I like. I like this idea that they're going with. Well, um, you know, that, uh, I will not see the majority of that. Um, I see. I think after I get off the air with you, I'm gonna sit down, and uh, or maybe on maybe tomorrow or Tuesday, uh, sit down and watch um, the last um, NXT special that they did. Um, but you know, I, I don't I don't know, man. NXT just doesn't do it for me. No, but um, we're gonna be seeing the crossover storyline because, and uh, Raw got. People from Raw are going to NXT. NXT, people from NXT are going to go up to Raw and they're going to cross over 
even more than uh, this one that we're seeing with Braun Breaker. Yeah, well, we're already, to your point, we're already starting to see that because Tommaso has been featured yeah. on Raw many times. I like yeah. it. I like it because, you know what, it breaks up uh, the weekly repetitive matches. But does it? Because, to, I, I mean, I see your point. Don't get me wrong. It's well made. But in terms of breaking up the monotony, does it really break it up? Because to me, we're still seeing the same stuff over and over again. Yeah, but that's why I'm, like, I want to see what they do, like, after Mania, because right now, all we're getting is repeats. I'm tired of the same matches week in and week out. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. All right, so is that all we have for Raw? Um, I believe so, yes. All right, so on to NXT, and now, before I go on, now, Ben, I told you all the highlights from Raw, but when I go and I calculate it, I divide that number, so it's not exactly giving Raw the high grade that you hear from all the high points I have. Right. So, just because I have all those high points doesn't necessarily mean that the final grade reflects that. I, I I can understand that, sure. So now on to NXT. Okay, uh, the Braun Breaker segment at the beginning was pretty good. Um, I'm not a fan of Grayson Waller, but I do like LA Knight. Uh, I absolutely love LA Knight. I don't know why he's not on the main roster. Well, no, uh, we were just talking about that on... Uh, on Saturday, uh, no, on Friday night, so we were just talking about that, uh, because uh, one of the questions that we put out there was, what are people's thoughts on LA Knight, and um, we all agreed that uh, we can see him moving up to the main roster probably after Mania. Yeah, I, I think I think that's what's going to end up happening. And after that, uh, okay, I, you, you already know I can't stand Trick Williams, but... He didn't have a bad match with Cameron Grimes, but I, I, I'm still not, I still like Trick Williams. Understood. And uh, Dolph Ziggler and Tommaso Ciampa had a great match. Wow. That, that's a match I wouldn't mind going back to see. So that was this past Tuesday. Now here are my low points. They started the Dusty Classic, the women's Dusty Classic, this week. Okay. Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray versus Amari Miller and Lash Legend. That match was terrible. Lash Legend is not good at all. Well, yeah, I think um, the only other time I heard Lash Legend's name uh, was um, she had a uh, like a she had a match. I forget again who on the since um, canceled two hundred five live. Okay. That had to be that had to be so heavily uh, edited that it that it ended up being three minutes of highlights because uh, yeah. the match was so bad. Then we had two Hudson versus Dante Chen. Uh, Nikita Lyons made her debut, defeating Kayla Inley. Now, ask ask me why I, I heard about that because I, I can assure you I didn't watch the show. But ask me how I know about Nikita Lyons. How do you know about Nikita Lyons? 
because everybody was drooling over her ass on social media. I, 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 I can't remember the last time I ben, did so much ben, drooling on ben, social media. Should we have said? <laughs> what? Yeah, I know what you meant, but I'm just saying, did you mean you said? Yeah, I heard what I said. And uh, my last little light is um, the second uh, women's Dusty Classic match. Casey Kensaro and Kane Carter defeating Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. My God, that, uh, that yeah, that doesn't seem like a good scenario there. So there we have NXT 2.0. We're now going to move on to Dynamite. Ben. Oh, that was a quick uh, NXT review. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> we, we, we do things fast here. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're watching, so that's why. That, that, quick review. That, Boom. That, that surprised me. Well played, sir. Um, but, um, in terms of, in terms of highlights, I have to say, um, this was probably one of the, actually, I'm going to say it was, uh, quite frankly, it was one of the best episodes of, uh, Dynamite that I've seen recently, and even, even on areas where it got kind of slow, um, you know, I understood what it was building to, so, um, so let's get into uh, and or uh, AEW Dynamite with that in mind. So kaboom! Exactly. Um, <laughs> his, his his music may have changed, but it's still all about the boom, baby. Oh, as it should be, um, because uh, well, speaking of. Uh, Speaking of Adam Cole's associates in Red Dragon, that, of course, being Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, if you've been living under a rock for the last five years. Um, the first match we had was the Tag Team Battle Royal. I, and I don't like this one too much. I'm not a fan of these uh, Tag Team Battle Royals. I, I I'm not I'm not either. But the, the reason why I bring this up, and I'm I'm gonna do this before um, yep, we well, go into yep. the into the um, typical high point low point format. Yep. I'm I'm doing I'm doing dynamite a little bit differently because it was it was a lot heavier on the high point scale yep. than um, we would typically see. Um, but um, but yeah, two Elliot was playing uh, um, before before he uh, before he uh, made my point for me. I was gonna say that um, I typically really don't like these tag team battle royals or you know these multi man uh, tag match scenarios. Um, but in in this case, I'm willing to give it a pass because once it got down to, uh, you know, the final few teams, it, it really started to pick up. Once once we got to you know Red Dragon and and the Young Bucks, um, and then um, you know Ortiz was in there. Um, 
Or no, it was. Uh, I think it was Santana that was in there because I think Ortiz was eliminated somewhat early on. But so, if, unless I'm very much mistaken, but um, yeah, once we got to the final six, um, it it really um, picked up, and then the last little bit where we had um, where we had Red Dragon. Um, it was between, um, it was between, um, I'm just, I'm just trying to get this right, um, before I report it, hold on. I think it was between, uh, Matt Jackson, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, um, uh, Dax Hardwood, and, and Silver were the final four. Okay. I'm trying to remember who the final six were. Um, oh, Okay. So, yeah, the final six were Santana and Silver joining up with the names that I had originally mentioned. And then once we got down to that, then this got really interesting. Um, especially, especially that last sequence between, um, between Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. Um, that's when it was like, oh, okay. Um, because, you know, that's the kind of thing that I want to see, um, you know, between, between these high level tag teams, I should have mentioned this beforehand, this whole, uh, tag team battle royal scenario was set up to determine, um, the first entrant into the, um, into, or I'm sorry, the second entrant into the, um, Tag Team Championship Ladder Match at Revolution for Jurassic Express's Tag Team Titles. Um, so, with um, Red Dragon winning um, and kind of turning on um, on the Young Bucks to to get that done, um, which which adds a very interesting twist because you know that Adam Cole is trying to bridge the gap between the Young Bucks and his his homeboys from the good old black and gold uh, you know O'Reilly and Fish um, I, 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 fi- I find that to be an interesting story um, so that that would definitely be a, be a high point for me if we got something uh something cool from Revolution out of that. Now, going back to um, our, our regular high point and low point format here, um, I would have to give a high point to Brody King and Malachi Black versus Pack and Penta Obscuro, which... Yep, which, I enjoyed that. Which, this was, a, this was a throwback to Penta Dark from the Lucha Underground days. This was... Oh, okay. th- this was awesome. Let me ask you, did you used to watch it underground? Yes, I did. I watched it whenever we used to, whenever it was on here, which uh, wasn't very often. Um, well, to your point, I, I'm not overly familiar with seasons three and four, but one and two, um, I was, I was very much into. I know they do a lot of storylines, like kind of like movie type, uh, yes, yeah, so, well, Lucha Underground has since folded, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, um, but um, yes, it was very much built like a movie. 
kind of thing. But I, I, I found the approach to be very um, refreshing. And this is where I got introduced to talent such as Ricochet, um, who in uh, who in Lucha Underground was known as Prince Puma. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we also... Um, we also saw, like I said, uh, Penta and Ray Phoenix in, in Lucha Underground. They were huge. Um, if you haven't, if you haven't seen this match, one that I, one that I definitely recommend that you go back and take a look at, you can find it on, on YouTube. It was, it was Penta versus Vampiro. Okay. And it's a, the storyline with them. And just how that unfolded, that was awesome. Uh, but if you'll allow me to, um, <clears throat> if you'll excuse me from giving my co-host um, my own version of an education, uh, you, usually he's the one educating me about wrestling segments, but I had to, you know, embrace my role reversal in this scenario. Um, we'll continue with the dynamite highs and lows. So, um... High point for me was um, was uh, D- Daniel Bryan versus uh, David Garcia. Daniel um, Garcia. Or why is it? Well, no, why does it say David Gar- Garcia on this review? No, it's Daniel Garcia. You fucking goons. See what you see what you made me do. I I I hate wrestling websites. I'm so glad I don't work for them anymore. <laughs> I, I, it, it literally, no, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take a picture of this so you, so you, you can, you can see what I'm dealing with okay. as, I'm, as I'm trying to do a professional review. All right. You know, what the fuck is going on here, people? So if you, you'll excuse me just for uh, shits and grins. Um, let's see here. If I can actually do this properly. Okay. PNC exclusive. You're you, you damn right it's a PNC exclusive, you <laughs> motherfuckers. You goddamn fucking right it is. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. Okay, okay that, that was weird. Yes, yes, and, and I'm, I'm going and to... And never do that again. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to uh, send... I'm going to send it to you right after we finish this review, but... Um, All right, cool. So that, that, was, that was definitely a high point. I love... Um, I love the, um, the segment after this match between... Um, between uh, Moxley and Brian. Yep. And and that was where um, and that was where Brian officially accepted Moxley's challenge to a match at Revolution. S- sign me up for that. Take my money, please. <laughs> just just off that match alone, I would buy that paper. Ben, I have a question now. Um, uh, I don't know how much is AEW over there to buy Revolution. Um, I don't know, but their other pay-per-views have been like 50 bucks. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. I was looking at the other pay-per-view, past pay-per-views. 
the $25. Revolution is $63 here. Oh, God. Well, I think, <laughs> well, I think it's worth it um, because this card looks absolutely insane. So to, to finish up, um, we had the high point. We had the high point of the tag match and uh, Daniel Ryan and Garcia, yep. and also um, the reason why I give it the highlight to um, the tag match was because of the debut of Buddy Fucking Matthews. Yep. After the match was over, oh my god! Now I have a question: How does he fit into the group, though? I'm sure, uh, like, uh, must, like, must you be a goon? No, I mean, are they gonna give him a mask as well? Must you ruin my fun and I have to dumb myself down and explain this to you like an I, like an IWC asshole? <laughs> okay, allow me to dumb my my teaching cap once again while you dumb your dumps cap. <laughs> Anywho, I'm, inter- I'm entertaining our listeners here. I cannot believe I had to explain this to my dumbass regards. My God, it it is entertaining because of the history between Black I know, and I know. Murphy. No, it I'm... sells itself. Hello. No, I said I'm. I'm saying are they, are they gonna? Is he gonna bring a mask out as well? Well, I I don't think so since he didn't debut in a mask. Well, because I I like uh, Malachi Black and uh, Brody King's masks. And I their do whole, too. Their whole entrance. Yeah, their whole entrance is badass. I think I I think I think they have the top, one of the top two entrance in. Um, or entrances in AEW, the other one being um, being Penta and Ray Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so low point wise, I would have to give it to um, to Jade. Um, and um, and then Ricky Starks versus Ten as as well. I didn't like that. Um. Yeah, but Jade Cargill, you know, versus Bunny. Whew, that was bad. Um, I'm surprised you didn't include uh, one more high point that you missed. Um, what, and what's that? I'm Jeff. Absolutely. In terms of um, a promo, absolutely. That that definitely was a high point. Um, the, but there was actually a reason why I said that, um, why, why I didn't mention that um, in the uh, high point segment. Oh, okay. um, and, and, and that is, um, and, and that's because it, it wasn't the typical... MJF promo, and I think I think he's bullshitting Punk because of it. Do I think the execution was fantastic? Yes. I actually went back and, and looked it up to see if if some of what he said was legit. Well, and what he said about the whole Facebook thing and the picture of of CM Punk and Damian Bryan from WrestleMania shaking hands. 
That's all legit. I went back and looked it up. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, there's a post from 2015 um, on MJS Facebook page that, that um, you know, legitimizes that whole thing. Um, the, but like I said, the reason why I can't give it a high point, even though it was awesome and I fucking love MJF, um, I think... I think it's just going to end up being a swerve, and... That's why it was so good. I, I, I get that. Don't get me wrong. I understand that, but for a promo to be that good and for it to end up being bullshit, despite the fact that it's MJF and it serves him perfectly, it, it just based off the fact that it's all bullshit... I can't give it a high point. Does that make sense? Yep. Oh, like, I, I, I put that in my I put that in my my high point. So, I absolutely agree that it was awesome, um, but I, that's that's where my logic was coming from. Okay. Um, and then I think that's all we have for dynamite. You want to move on to uh, to uh, right now? Take a look. Um... Yep, we are going to move on to SmackDown next. Uh, you, I believe you said you wanted SmackDown. Uh, he, oh, um, yes, I did. Duh. Um, <laughs> let me let me explain to um to you why I wanted SmackDown. SmackDown, SmackDown drives me fucking insane because. Every time I think, okay, this this can't possibly get any worse than Monday Night Raw, SmackDown comes along and fucks everything up. Now, now I I will say, I truly believe that uh, Raw is the worst show in all of wrestling television right now, strictly because... Is three hours versus two, and it just drags and drags and drags and drags and drags. But did I say it drags because it drags? <laughs> take, take a drink every time my co-host says it drags. Oh, you'll be drunk as shit. <laughs> and then <it> Cheers. <laughs> But, uh, oh yes, he has his insurer, ladies and gentlemen. The insurer has returned to the PNC Professional Wrestling Podcast. But, um, but you know, if it wasn't if it wasn't for SmackDown being shorter than Raw, uh, and also the fact that that SmackDown has Roman Reigns, which means it can't be a low point just out of you know. A rule because if Roman Reigns is on the show, and an an aspect of it is going to be completely awesome. Uh, But anything outside of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar right now is the complete dripping, drizzling shits. That opening segment made no sense. It was just yeah. Well, no, and and I I agree, and 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 to your point. Let let's let's go over let's go over the opening segment because I I completely agree with you. So so 
to my point about anything not not involving uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar sucking, let's string out the the queen of drowsy, as I like to call her now, because she puts me to sleep with every word that comes out of her mouth. Michael Cole is in the ring to interview Ronda Rousey. You might remember Ronda Rousey, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, this past weekend in Saudi Arabia, he, we were supposed to believe that she had her arm tied behind her back when it clearly wasn't tied behind her back at all. <sighs> but anyway, the whole gist of this, um, the whole gist of this promo was, you know, why did Ronda come come back, you know, after. After all the successes she had that she's had in her career, and the fact that she just had a baby, uh, you know, why did she come back? And then she goes on to tell this story about how her mother was was the first woman, uh, or, or her mother was a badass because, um, you know, she was she was a single mother and she was trying to accomplish all these all these different things while raising, um, while raising, um, Rhonda, and, um, you know, she, she was like, oh, her mother is, is, is such, a, such an inspiration because she, I, I'm trying, I'm trying to, to think, because I don't want to get this wrong, one, one of the two of them, either, either Rhonda or her mother was the first woman to meddle in judo in the Olympics. And I, I, th I think it was, um, I want to, I want to, I want to say it was her mother, but I don't want to get that wrong. Um, okay. but, but anyway, um, but I, I, I'm actually going to say it was Rhonda cause that makes more sense. But anyway, um, you know, I, I just, I just don't understand this whole thing because just because her mother was an inspiration to Rhonda, which I'm not making fun of that. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not making fun of that at all. Um, you know, Rhonda wants to be the same kind of badass for example for her daughter. And, you know, Rhonda's delivery of, of these promos, even if, even if I want to get behind her for what she says, her delivery of the promo is Charlotte Flair-esque. Mm -hmm. it's, it's robotic. There's no life in it. There's no excitement. It's, it's like Rhonda's going over her grocery list as she's talking <laughs> to Michael Cole. It's like, oh, I, I, I need some... I, I, I need to buy some ground beef. I need, I, I need to buy some lettuce. What? I, I need to buy on? some cheese. What? Oh, because <laughs> I'm, I'm making tacos for my husband and my daughter. That's, which Taco Tuesday is fucking awesome, ladies and gentlemen, because we all know SmackDown is recorded on Tuesdays. But um, but anyway, it's just that's the same that that's the same kind of attitude that Rhonda brings. To, to these promos. So then, speaking of Charlotte Flair, 
She's makes an appearance. She cuts off Ronda Rousey for her promo, which who saw that coming, ladies and gentlemen? Because and if you didn't see this, I didn't. I wouldn't blame you at all because this was the perfect bathroom break to start off SmackDown because none of, because nothing about it was interesting, or captivating, or entertaining. Oh, oh, and it, and oh, and I'll I'll let Elio make his point in one second, but. Uh, in case you didn't know, Elio and, and the rest of our audience at large, uh, this match between Ronda Rousey and um, Charlotte Flair will be main eventing night one of WrestleMania. Why? Wait, why? <laughs> what about this screams a WrestleMania main event to you? Because you know, I'm 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 gonna play. I'm gonna play asshole here. Now, I know, I know, you know, some some, some people may, may be like, but Dan, that's the role you play on this podcast. You're the asshole. You know, you always play devil's advocate. You go on your rants and you're an asshole. Well, I, lo- I love you too, but I'm going to make my point and it's going to be wonderful. And you, you'll all agree with me and if you don't, you can turn it off and that's what I do. I'm not knocking it. But, um, you know, like, I I understand who Ronda Rousey is. I, I understand her resume, as was ben, painstakingly. Ben. Yes. Okay. Okay. You see, not even my co-host can stand this segment of the show because he has to walk away and take his pills and grab an insurer and all this lovely shit. So, so, so as my co-host steps away from the desk for a moment, <laughs> I will, I will continue with the review. So, um, but, um, but yeah, like, so I understand why this is this is a WrestleMania main event. I'm not stupid. Um, it's just that nothing about the build-up to this match. Um, is doing anything uh, to make me excited. And then out comes uh, Charlotte Flair to make the, the situation worse. She says that she's going to do, do Ronda and everybody else a favor at, at WrestleMania because after she wins, uh, Ronda can go back home and work on baby number two instead of being in the WWE. And then, and then after after this, here comes Charlotte Flair's new best friend Sonya Deville uh, to jump Ronda from behind and try to get revenge um, for her, her her loss with Charlotte at the Saudi show uh, this past weekend. But um, but. Um, Rhonda, Rhonda gets the upper hand on Sonia again, and Charlotte leaves Sonia high, high and dry, um, and then uh, and then that was the end of that segment there, as uh, Sh- Charlotte was watching um, Sonia's arm get destroyed once again, and um, and then. So now, now that we've gone over that segment, we'll go back to um, to our regular high and low uh, points 
format here. I just wanted to go over that segment and my distaste for it because for some reason, uh, Charlotte versus Ronda is being put over as a main event of WrestleMania, which if, if you look at its execution, as I just said, it, just, it makes absolutely no sense and, and does nothing to, to improve my excitement level for WrestleMania because, you know, WWE doesn't exist for hardcore fans like me. They only exist for the casuals who will purchase uh, WrestleMania strictly because Ronda Rousey's name is on it. So, I mean, I get it, but I don't at the same time. Now, now that that rant is over and my co-host rejoins me, uh, just in time as we move past Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. Sorry, Ben, what I was going to say was the website that I always use, uh, like, um, to look up the grid, to look at what grades they, they give it, gave this segment a D plus. <laughs> well, yes, I and I agree. It was, it was it was terrible, 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 terrible. Now. Let's move on to uh, to the to the regular uh, breakdown of these shows, as I was saying before you came back on the air. Um, so, automatically, I have to give a low point to New Day versus Los Lotharios. Oh, why? And that, that's not because the match was bad. I enjoyed the match, but this is the third straight. Week. Oh, I get the repetition. The third straight week. You know what? We have to make that a fight. I mean, good God, ladies and gentlemen. We get it. It's the same shit over and over again. This is why we have to merge the divisions. Get rid of, get rid of one tag team title and get, well, actually get rid of two because, because we also want to get rid of the women's tag team titles because they're the most useless title that is not the twenty four seven. And then we have, we have to talk about that later on. Yeah. Because what what is going on there? <laughs> I I don't know. But anyway. So, so New Day gets the victory there, and then, okay. and then, I missed this next part because because I went to the bathroom because oh. Charlotte Flair just automatically makes me want to you know puke oh. my guts out or something. All right. Um, but anyway, Sam Roberts. I told there. you. I told you. I I. To save everyone... Sam Roberts, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I don't like Sam Roberts. Ever since his bullshit take on Bianca Belair. And have you... Did did you ever see that in in its entirety? Okay, well I... I don't believe I have. I saved it on Twitter. I'm gonna gonna send it to you because... Yeah, yeah, I do. Because this this man's take on Bianca Belair soured me on him. I used to like him, believe it or not. And then and then he 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 okay whatever. So Sam Roberts is a low point of saying you know, he's, you know, <laughs> at, at, 
As is Zaylee versus Natalia. No, why? Come on, Zaylee's entrance. That was awesome. Well, yeah. I like Zaylee. I like Zaylee too, but I don't like Natalia. It's just, okay, uh, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, you know, you know what? Next week on the on the show, I'm gonna have my Guinness Book of World Records with me. Oh, joy. <laughs> I'm what uh, I, I can't tell you how little I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> my my next low point was Drew McIntyre versus Mad Cat Moss because we just saw that clearly. Mad clearly, Mad no, Cat. No, no. Hold, hold on. I have a question. Why would they put Mad Cat Moss after what happened in a match after what happened to him at well, that show? That, that's my point, but they did it again, so clearly he's okay. And see, at- see, did you hear, did you catch it? They called Corbin the undefeated happy Corbin. Yes, I did. What? What? No, you're not undefeated. I, I, I can't stand this fucking show. I really can't. But then, then after all this, so, so then, um, we have... We have a backstage interview, and then we have a, a, a segment, right? So, okay. Oh my fucking Christ! W- w- which backstage are we talking about? Which I, 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 well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you there, okay? Because, because, and this will be before we talk about what what actually ha- happened next. We're not, we're not we're not going in order, but I just yep. wanted to get this stuff out of the way before we move yep. on. Go ahead. Um. So we had we had this whole segment between Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, I I didn't like this. Which was fucking atrocious, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Atrocious. Just the segment itself was like, uh, you know, I. Maybe it's because I'm 33 and not 13 anymore, but I, I, I find I find very little entertainment value in Johnny Knoxville. No, I, I've never been a fan of the whole uh, Johnny Knoxville Jackass series. No, well, I, I was a fan of, of one of one movie when he, when he did Bad Grandpa. I laughed my ass off. I I I earned the you know it, it was just it was funny. But didn't, then, didn't, he, didn't he also do the Dukes of Hazard movie? Yeah. Well, that was just bad. Okay. No. 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 That I'm seeing. That's so where I uh, saw him like as movie wise. Yeah. That's well, let's, where... let's be honest with you. The only reason that movie made any money was because of Jessica Simpson and Brutty Shorts. Yep, <laughs> that's about it. Because I, I I watched that movie and it sucked. It was bad. Oh, it was it was atrocious. Willie Nelson is Uncle Jesse. Get out! Get out of here! Oh fuck off! <laughs> exactly. But anywho, so so I, I even I even messaged you at this point, getting back to the show, um, because. Because Johnny Knoxville challenged Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. Okay, now, so are they do, they're doing that at WrestleMania, but they're doing Sami Zayn and Ricochet next week? Yeah. Okay, Which, no, could they, okay. 
Which, why would you announce a match and then, and then, or I'm sorry, why would you have Ricochet challenge for the belt and then later in the show you have Johnny Knoxville challenge Sami Zayn for the title? It's obvious that Ricochet isn't going to win, at, you know, next week. So it's like, what the fuck are we doing? But those are just the little things that just piss me off. Yep. Um, you know, but then, but then the show ended with um, the Roman Reigns and, and Brock Lesnar segment, which which was clearly the best part of the show. But it, but it's just like, you know, that was the only segment on the show that was worth watching. The, the, I mean, that was the high point of the show was was the the main event segment between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. I can tell you my I can tell you my grade uh, for for uh, SmackDown right now. What is it? Well I gave it a I had it at a C minus, I dropped it down to D just off of uh, the whole Sam Roberts crap and just like the whole show itself was not good. No, it was not at all. Not at all. So uh, with that being said, we will um, we will end our SmackDown review. But I'm gonna go on a little mini rant because I just I can't help myself because the the old school wrestling fan in me is just screaming for mercy. Just end it. Give me a quick painless death and send me to the hallowed halls, you know, please, and have a drink ready, okay? Like, like, I'm, I'm straight edge in, in, in my mortal life. But after watching my, after watching WWE television for so many years, I'm gonna have to be a drinker when I, when I get to those pearly gates. Christ in heaven, <laughs> because somebody has to explain to me why the fuck Johnny Knoxville gets an Intercontinental Championship opportunity. And someone like Ricochet can't get momentum on TV to save his fucking life. What are they? Well, I mean, okay, so you, you got you got Johnny Knoxville cha- challenging for Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. You got Ricochet challenging for it next week. We all know that's a foregone conclusion. I would I would have said that without Johnny Knoxville being involved, just based on how Ricochet has been handled. So automatically, we don't need we we don't need that match to take place, um, and you know, it just it drives me absolutely nuts because there has not been one single point in the history of this company where championships have met less. Do you know how many times I have forgotten who the Intercontinental Champion was? Who, yep. the tag, who the tag team champions were? Yep. You know who the the United States champion was. If it's not one of the world titles, nobody gives a fuck. And even that, because because you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go on another rant. This is this isn't SmackDown related anymore. We're we're, we're done with that. Now that I've gotten the Johnny Knoxville bullshit out of my fucking head, um, 
Oh, that's until the biggest show of the year because he's going to be on that one. Kill, just kill me now. Send me cyanide through Canadian mail, please. <laughs> just overnight me some cyanide. Uh, let me get on the phone with Pure Later right now. And, and that's going to be the title of this show. Overnight me some cyanide to, to just, uh, you know, this this is just... It's going to be Dear WrestleMania, Overnight Me Some Cyanide. That's the title. Please. I'm going to give you um, well, Dear WrestleMania, Overnight Me Some Cyanide. Is that what you yes. said? Yes. Right. Yes. I'm shredding it down. Because this, this is the worst WrestleMania season I can remember. I know I've said that last year, but... But this is this is it, ladies and gentlemen, because outside of Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, nothing feels like WrestleMania. Absolutely nothing. Even if the card sounds good, if you break down the execution of it, everything about it is a clusterfuck. You know, I I just when was it that WrestleMania became this unimportant. And I back that up with with this, okay? Because we had, and this is just one example, we had Edge making his first appearance since the Royal Rumble. All right? Now it's been over a month since the since the since well, it's been just about a month now since the Rumble, and we just now got an Edge appearance on the road to WrestleMania, and we still don't know who his opponent is. Now, I know, I know, I know. Before anybody says anything and bitches at me and causes me to have more gray hairs, I swear to God, I understand where you guys are going for it. Oh, well, if it ends up being Edge versus Finn Balor, that's going to be awesome. If it ends up being Edge versus AJ Styles like everyone wants, you won't be complaining. You're absolutely right. However, that does not negate the fact that we have five fucking weeks left until WrestleMania, and almost nothing about this card has been decided outside of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns and Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte. And Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte, as I just went into excruciating detail about, has been booked like absolute dog shit. Okay? I, you know, I just don't understand this. Um, you know, so we got five weeks to go, ladies and gentlemen, and they better turn this motherfucker up. Oh, oh, and... And that doesn't even take into account, Elio, the news that broke after SmackDown. You thought your evening was bad watching SmackDown. But no, the news broke that Vince McMahon will be joining Pat McAfee on his show this coming Thursday. And then there's going to be a match. And the rumor mill states that that Vince is going to be starting a feud with Pat McAfee that is going to culminate at WrestleMania. And before anybody 
says one goddamn word about this, I'm going to say this because it's my show and me and Elio get to speak first. And Elio, I cannot wait to hear your gentlemanly Canadian self go on an absolute rampage about this. Uh-oh. Because I fully expect you to. Now, so you expect me to believe that Vince is going to get in the ring at 76 years old against Pat McAfee. No, nobody thinks that, that that's going to happen, not even me. It's going to be, it's gonna, if anything, it's going to be Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee. Okay, or, or it's going to be a situation like, like it was at WrestleMania 23 where Umaga wrestled for Vince and uh, Bobby Lashley wrestled for uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. I know, I hear your mother cursing in the background, that son of a bitch, yes, that Donald Trump. Yes, I know. Um, we don't talk politics, ladies and gentlemen, but I just had to make a little inside joke between Elio and I. Elio knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, <clears throat> um, you know, what, what do you what do you think about about the news that that this is going to be a major attraction at WrestleMania involving Vince? See, that, and, no, no one wants Stephen McMahon in the ring at his age, and I think uh, he's going to get. They're going to put Austin Theory in there against Pat McAfee, which make, which makes more sense. Because no one wants to see Vince. Come on. And no one believes that Vince is going to get in the ring at 76 years old. That's why I don't That's why I don't take this appearance seriously with, with Vince. Everybody took the ball and ran with it. I'm like, no, shut the fuck up. Vince is not getting in the ring at 76. Everybody right. just Come on. back it down. I mean, uh, they say you saw the uh, you saw the picture that's out there of him flexing with that chain around him or whatever. Yeah. But still, it, okay, I, maybe that is like he does work out, but still, he's not gonna get in the ring at seventy six. And, and and let me let me be clear. Okay, we talk a lot of we talk a lot of shit about Vince, and for and for good reason, in my opinion. If you just Strictly look at what's on TV. This is not a personal thing against Vince as a person outside of the Saudi Arabia shit. I would like to have a conversation with him about that. I really, I really would. Well, I like to have but, a conversation with you as well. Well, <laughs> if, if if you can if you can form a sentence that makes sense, I I, I would love to have that conversation because because. Right now, when you're on the air, nobody can understand the goddamn word you're saying. <laughs> but any, but anywho, so this, 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 I know I just made it personal, but but really, my my issues with with Vince, um, you know, are not are not largely are not personal, right? But honestly, seventy six years old, shut the hell up and sit down. And, and please tell Bruce to sit down with you. Not in the creative chair, but in a retirement facility. I Bruce Pritchard. I hate that guy. You just don't know. Oh. Well, I, I have something of an idea because I, I, hate, I hate Bruce myself. 
It's like since since his stupid brother love uh, character debuted in '88. I just I don't I don't. There's nothing about him that I like. And uh, and uh, you remember Rio Rogers? Who? Rio Rogers. No. Oh, that was uh, Bruce Pritchard uh, playing character named Rio Rogers. He was uh, he was mocking Dusty Rhodes. Oh joy. Kind of like Vince was mocking Jim Ross. So, so but that didn't last too long. But well, thank God. Jesus Christ. Um, but no, I, I mean, no. The fact that Johnny Knoxville and Pat McAfee have WrestleMania spots. And listen, I'm not. I'm not. Please don't misunderstand. I am not knocking uh, Pat McAfee. He. He shocked the hell out of me and a lot of other people when he tore it down with um, with uh, Adam Cole at NXT Takeover 25. I get it. He he. I mean, you're not gonna hear me say a negative word against uh, Pat McAfee anymore. Uh, and by and by the way, if you have not seen his interview with Brock Lesnar, I um, I would recommend that you go back and. T- Take a look at that because that was tremendous. So if anyone hasn't seen that, uh, please go back and take a look. Um, but you know, it's just we're we're having fun here and we're, we're going on rants and you know, Elio and I haven't haven't chatted in a week and stuff. Which which lately that that's a long time for us not to have a podcast because. With it being WrestleMania season, the the news has been coming hot and heavy and um, and very quickly. Um, so we've had a lot of shows and a lot of things to cover, and I'm sure we'll have an extra show for you this week as well with our predictions uh, sur- surrounding uh, Revolution. So you have not seen The Last of Us uh, this week either. Um, but you know, it's and I'd say you was put. You can yeah. you can look at it off air, but I just sent you a clip. Okay, okay. And let me uh, actually while I'm thinking about it, let me send you the picture that I took um, earlier in the show. Um, but you know, th- this WrestleMania season is not doing anything for me, and to be honest with you, it's not doing anything for the product. Um, and uh, it's it's just really sad. So with with that in mind, um, we will officially move on to Elio's favorite part of the show, that being Time Warp. Elio, no, no, we don't have Time Warp. We still have to do Rampage. Oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> see, see, how, so, see how badly I want to get through this weekend, right? <laughs> I can tell. Okay, so AEW Rampage, um, high points for me. Sammy Guevara versus Andrade El Idolo, and, and that's uh, pretty much um, it. Uh, the Wardlow versus Nick Camarado was okay. I'm just, uh, I want to see this storyline progress because I don't want to see Wardlow keep uh, delivering his powerbomb symphonies every week. Uh, yeah, it's very boring. And my low points is Serena Deeb's five-minute challenge. Actually, speaking of um, 
Speaking of Serena D, Simon and Challenge, one, I absolutely agree with you. That's a low point. But number two, um, her opponent made history this week because um, her opponent appeared on SmackDown as well as Rampage. Yep. She she was the um, the participant in the Lethal Lotharios Kiss Cam yes. before her appearance on Rampage. And her name is Kayla Sparks. So, uh, shout out to Kayla Sparks for making a unique piece of history. Yep. Um, you know, in, in all seriousness, that, that is pretty cool. So, do you, do you have any? Do you have anything to add to my page? Um, let me pull up the um, the the review for Rampage, and I will uh, pick out my highs and lows for you. So. R- Right off the bat, the, the highlight of the night was was Sammy Guevara versus Andrade for the TNT Championship. That was awesome, absolutely awesome. I love everything about Sammy Guevara and, and Andrade. So you put those together, I'm going to be very happy. Um, the low point for me was Warlow versus Nick Camarado. Yeah, and like I said, uh, it, it it was a good match. I'm just tired of seeing Wardlow with the, doing the sim- Powerbomb Symphony every week. I want to see this story move, move along. And while while I agree with Elio's assessment of uh, of the the five minute challenge, I have I have a different low point. For the okay. rest of the show, um, and that is that is Orange Cassidy versus um, Anthony Bowens. Ben, do you like the acclaimed? No, I don't. Uh, I'm so- uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm I, sorry. I just don't. I didn't like them when they debuted. Then uh, their rapping started to grow me a little, but I'm just done with them. You know, in in the ring, Anthony Bowens is an intriguing talent. You know, I'm not saying that, but with, with what what he with what he's doing with the acclaim, I am not interested at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Um. So yeah, I um. Dynamite was definitely the better offering for. Uh, for AEW this week because um, because uh, you know well yeah I, I mean I, w- I would still say that and then the other the other high point I have to give is the um, contract signing with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker okay I typically don't like contract signings but having having Mercedes Martinez uh, turn on Britt Baker in favor of um Thunder Rosa because it seems like they kind of have respect for each other now, which is, which I find hilarious considering it's just a few weeks ago Thunder Rosa got laid out with a steel pipe by uh, Mercedes Martinez. But ladies and gentlemen, this is this is a uh, professional wrestling, and one day you can be hitting each other in the head with steel pipes, and the next day you can be developing respect for each other. I don't know, maybe yeah. you kill. Maybe if you lose a, firm, a few brain cells, it breeds or sex. Just as just as Daniel uh, Daniel Bryan and John Moxley. 
Um, so, so yeah, pretty solid addition of uh, of Rampage. So I, I'm just kind of over the Orange Cassidy gimmick. I'm not feeling It's enough already with the shin kicks. Exactly. Well, it's more than just the shin no, kicks. No, I know. Yeah, it's enough with, like, with shin But, like, even, like, all the other stuff. Like, stop. Yeah, it, it's, it's, just, it's really bad. Alright, so is that all we have for Rampage? Absolutely. Alright, we're going to move on to NXT Level Up, Episode 2. Ben, I know you... But NXT Level Up is... Has a different feel to it. It's only 30 minutes. It's an easy watch. There's like three matches. And this week was actually not bad. And I'll tell you what. Yeah, we, in the opening match, we had James Drake defeating Zion Quinn. This was a good match. Oh, cool. And I like Zion Quinn. Yeah, I do too. And then we have... We had Electro Lopez defeating Saray. Which I don't... I still don't understand this whole repackaging of Saray. But... No, I, no, I don't either. <laughs> and in the main event... Now... I don't have a problem with Kushida losing because he's already an established star in Japan. So, yeah, I get it. He's like, it's his job. Uh, he's putting the new new people over, new talent over. But I have a problem with him losing to Harland and Joe Gacy. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and I can't... Uh, I just don't get this pairing of Harlan and Joe Gacy. And, okay, what are your thoughts I, on... I, I like Joe Gacy a lot more than the, the, the presentation of Harlan. Okay. You know, I, I really had higher expectations for him coming into NXT um, based off of, you know, getting um, Paul Heyman endorsements and stuff like that. I really... And I I understood why they changed his look because he does look like a babe, like a more tatted up baby version of Brock Lesnar. <laughs> he does, he, right? He, he did. Uh, um, and and you know even though even though I'm not the biggest fan of his tattoos, they they certainly are better than Brock Lesnar's. Although don't tell Brock Lesnar I said that because I have no interest in taking an F five. <laughs> now I gotta have a sorry, I have a question. What, what do you think of Jacket Time? This Ikman Jiro is the name. Uh, not liking it. It's like uh, no, you know, it's, it's okay. It's not just me then. Like because uh, nope, I I'm with you. That, I'm with you there 100. percent It's like it's it's like he's he's taking over the new Yoshi Tatsu role, and it's like no, nah. yeah. But, um, yeah, the, like I said, I know you don't watch the regular NXT, but Level Up uh, doesn't seem too bad. I'm giving, I'm giving it a chance. Like, it's an easy watch, like I said, 30 minutes, three matches. They usually, they take this, I believe, before or after NXT 2.0. Yeah, they probably take it before. Yeah, they, they usually get recordings on Tuesday nights, and then uh, it airs on Friday. So if there's one match that I'd go and watch, it's James Drake and Zion Quinn. 
yeah, I'm a, I'm a really big fan of, uh, of Zion Quinn. Alright, so that is uh, level up. And Ben, yep. I have a top ten list for you, sir. Oh God, am I gonna go on an, on another rant? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, but I have a feeling you do because typically when uh, because typically when Elio drops these lists on my lap like an atomic bomb, I end up having a problem. Okay, this one is courtesy of Unicorn Goth. All right, are you ready? Yeah. So I'm gonna play all ten, and then I will tell you the order that they appear in. Okay. All right. So just get rid of stuff here. Hold on. All right. about to explode out of my mouth. I... At number 10, we have Sunny. Huh? Sunny. <laughs> oh my lord. It's a poor Sunny. She's really gone through a rough time. She was arrested again. Yep. At number 9, we have Beth Phoenix. What? <laughs> Beth Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. At number eight, we have Trish Stratus. Oh my god, I might have to go on a rant. <laughs> At number seven, we have China. <sighs> Sunny was. Um, uh. At number six, we have Victoria. What? That hurts my heart. I know. Uh, that, that is just painful. Here are your top five. Number five, A.G. Lee. Oh, fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Number four, Sasha Banks. That should, have, that should have at the very least been in the top three. Number three, Lita. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fight me. Well, I don't want to fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I hope not. Jesus, what's wrong with you? (laughs) At number number two, we have Paige. Oh, no. And the number one, Becky Lynch. Oh, dear. Becky Lynch, you mean to tell me 
for theme music, Becky Lynch got number one and was above Lita and Sasha Banks. Yes. And Victoria. Yes. Go fuck yourself. You know. Highly impossible. Well, apparently not. <laughs> 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 so that that list keeps us from unicorn god. Can we, can we ban? Can we add? Can we add them to the ban list, please? And I know we're gonna move on. Actually, before that, I have a, co- I have a couple of uh, movie things I was gonna mention a while back that I was reading online Okey-doke. about Emmyville. Because I, I listened to all these podcasts about true crime and stuff like that. And they did an episode on the Amityville House, and there, it, uh, I believe the title was called "Is the Amityville Is uh, the Amityville um, Tragedy uh, All a Hoax?" And I was looking it up online, and I found like actual like uh, quotes, say stating that the family uh, completely made up that story. Sell the books. I'm sorry, and what they made it up about the Amityville Horror? Yeah, about the, about the house being possessed. Oh, okay, okay. It was all about it was all about uh, it was all about that guy, that guy Ron, Ronald DeFeo murdering his family. It was a, it was a murder, so they all completely fabricated the whole demonic possession stuff. Yeah. So like, uh, well, like this whole time I'm like, okay, this is so apparently it's a true story. And now now I'm reading all of this and like I knew it and you know how I know? We can have to make all these Amityville movies like all these sequels, like one, two, three, four, five, and six, you know there's something up. Yeah, definitely. Just like the Exorcist. The Exorcist was another one. Yeah, I agree. And that I I I I make uh, I make movie fans mad because I always say The Exorcist is the most overrated movie of all time. Oh, I bet I bet you that does piss a lot of people off. I don't care. I hate The Exorcist. It's terrible. It is the most overrated piece of crap. Well, I, I never I never saw The Exorcist because that's not my kind of movie. Good. Don't. It put me to sleep the second time around. Was it scary the first time? Sure, but now it's just crap. <laughs> yeah, I said it. I, lo- I love how self-assured you are. <laughs> <laughs> and now we move on to Time Warp. Ben, I have a... I actually have a surprise here. I have another... A second um, uh, event. Because I have it here in front of me. And this was one I had brought up on a past episode. Um... I can't, this was a live event, so there's no commentary, so that's why I'm only going to read off the results. Okay. So this is World Class Championship Wrestling from the Summit in Houston, Texas on January 7th, 1979. Oh God, we are going way back. (laughs) We had, in the opening match, Bull Ramos defeating Nick Kozak. Then we had Billy Graham versus Tiger Conway Jr. ending without a winner due to a time limit draw. 
And the third match, we had Ox Baker defeating Gino Hernandez. Now, Ben, you might, have you, you, you've seen Ox Baker, right? Yes. How about those eyebrows? <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the first thing I noticed when I saw him the first time. They, they put Sinister Minister to shame. Jeez. Then we had, in the fourth match, it was the two out of three falls in the match for the NWA Texas Brass Knuckles Championship. Dusty Rhodes defeated Mark Lewin to become the new champion. I hear I hear a lot of you know mid Carter names being treated like a big deal. And then uh, we had another two out of three false match: Mel Masquerez and Jose Jose Lothario defeating the Funk Brothers, Dory Funk Jr. and Terry Funk. Two falls to one. Who? I'm sorry. Who defeated Terry Funk? It was Mil Masquez and Jose Lothario. I well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock Mil Masquez, but Jose Lothario defeating Terry Funk hurts my heart. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, right? But apparently, he was a big name in uh, Texas at this time. And in the main event, in a two out of three falls match. For the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, Andre the Giant and Harley Race ended without a winner as the time limit draw at one fall each. Well, that that sounds about right. So that's a world-class championship wrestling, and fans will be back shortly with our second time warp. Cool. All right, we are back. Ben, we're going back to 1990, September 22nd. Very cool. International Championship Wrestling, courtesy of the Savoldi family. They were operating that promotion at that time, and um, they held their fifth anniversary show on this, which I, as I stated at the beginning of the show, was... Must have been like in the late 80s, but I'm going with the year that was shown on this broadcast, which right. is 1990. Right. Okay. So here we go with the International Championship Wrestling. Tony Rumble and the Tonga Kid. That's funny. So Kevin Sullivan got involved, so this winter, no contest. Kid has got uh, Sullivan's uh, lady in waiting in 
Here we are, match number two. Oh, Baker. Good God, he, he sounds like a garbage. <laughs> This one is uh, where I'm not going to mess it up. So we're going to go to a special report here. With uh, Victor Steamboat defeating Tony Atlas to become the new champion. We interrupt this match for you this special wrestling report. We are going to Orange County Fairgrounds in New York with the announcer Bob Dow. Yeah. 
Uh, Victor Steamboat becoming a new ICW champion. Very cool. All right, now I'm not going to screw this up. Now we're back on track here. I don't know why they would introduce two wrestlers then go to a special report like that. Well, um, they did the they did the the same kind of thing when um, when Sami Zayn. Uh, um, was it? I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, I think it was the Sami Zayn segment before um, Johnny Knoxville came out. They 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 went to a bunch of like commercials and special uh, special stuff um, when he was already in the ring, and then when they came back, he was still standing in the ring like this. And this was just on SmackDown on oh. Friday. It, it was weird. I, I don't like it when they when they do no, stuff like I, that. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't like uh, when they like have two wrestlers in a ring and they go to a special board or they go to. Uh, oh, this is just in now. You know, it like takes away from the match uh, that's supposed to be in the ring at that time. Who comes out with this music? ICW's fifth anniversary from 1990. Awesome. Now, I hope that worked out well. I mean, I tried to, because of, with that special report thing messing things up, and the order had to go. No, you uh, you did a really good job covering that up. 
All right. Um, so Ben, we are going to move on to your favorite segment, wrestling roulette. Yes, we are. Uh, before that, I'm going to say that next week, actually the next two weeks, uh, Time Warp, uh, the DeLorean is going to remain stationary because we are going back to October 8th of 1990. Uh, <laughs> yes. You, you know, um, Elio loves to do these shows when I, when I was barely even alive or barely even a thought. And, you know, he really likes to educate yeah. me on these things. It's fun. I'm learning stuff too, like I always say every week. And uh, we're going to take a look at the USWA. They had a challenge for the championship. It was a, it was a tournament to crown the new unified world heavyweight champion. Yeah. And uh, my co-host is having a war of his own with his uh, headphones. Yeah. Are you okay there? Yeah, that was uh, that was unexpected. <laughs> I so, guess. I- I guess I just tilted my head a little too far forward. So, like I was saying, uh, we are going to have a challenge for the championship. It is a tournament to crown the to crown a new USWA Unified World Heavyweight Champion. I'm looking forward to that. So there we go. We have a total unification tournament. And now we're going to watch you wrestling roulette. Then we'll be back. Speaking, speaking speaking of title unification, good lord. <laughs> Talking about it? Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, <laughs> and I, I, I'm going to leave you with uh, these uh, names uh, that you're going to see in this tournament. All right? Okay, cool. Sherry the King Lawler, simply irresistible Jeff Jarrett. Oh God! Mean Mark Callis. oh boy that's a throwback so there you go those are three names to hold you on until next week and we'll be back with wrestling roulette alright we are back and uh, wrestling roulette I just played 21 tracks my co-host has to guess whose theme it is Ben are you ready for your first track yes sir let me just adjust the volume here okay Alright, partner, keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. What are we just talking about, this guy? Yeah, we, it was it was the Undertaker, the American, the American badass. The Undertaker. Undertaker. One and one nothing. Here we go. This one, this one's starting to become a staple in these things. Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman, you are 2-0. and o. Track 3, here we go. Wait, wait, wait. Let's uh, move on. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Oh, were you expecting someone 
This is the first time we've had this on the show. I'm sorry, I don't know who me is. That is Frankie Monet. Oh, okay. That is the first time we've had that one on this show. So three and one, I think. Three and one. That is Tyler Rex. Oh man. That's not even his name anymore. Oh, does he have, why does he have a new name now? Because he is a she. Sorry? He is a she. She um Oh she, yes, I remember I she, heard about this. She transitioned. This. I heard about this. Here we go, next one. So it's three and two I believe. Yep. Sergeant Slaughter? I don't... That is the Misfits in Action. That, okay, that's really stupid. Alright, <laughs> three and three. That's so annoying, that song, that theme. Yeah, I agree. No idea. That's, uh, that is Jeff Cobb. Oh my god. Alright, see what's next. This is another first for the show. I'm starting to lose my momentum here. I don't know. That is Braun Breaker. Well, that would make sense because I don't, I don't really watch the show. Alright. Okay, here we go. Next one. Sammy Zane. Sammy Zane. You're five and five. I'm so sorry he has to defend his title against Johnny Knoxville. Oh God. Oh God. I I always I always um. Mix that one up and then I get upset. Um, uh, is that um, Tyson Kidd? No, that is Neville. 
Oh, for God's sake. Okay. All right, so five and six, and we would track twelve. What? I believe this is the first time we've had this one on. Is it a Psycho Sid theme? No. Okay. Who was it? That is the Bludgeon Brothers. Okay, that's terrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brody Lee. I'm I'm very sorry. Well, that's that. Well, that's the beginning. But if you have you heard the whole theme? Um. Yeah, I think I have, but I did, I didn't recognize it based oh, off okay. of that. All right, so we are six and six, I believe. Track five and seven, I think. Five, okay, five and seven. So here we go, track thirteen. No, this is terrible. This was, I don't even know who decided that, who thought this was a good idea. That is the new rockers. Oh, God. So you're five and eight. Yeah. Here we go, track 14. What? That's Lodi and Lenny Lane. WCW. Oh, Jesus. I think I have to work on this last year. Oh, okay, here we go. Here we go. You're going to get this next one. Are you ready? Yeah. I said five and eight, right? Yeah. Okay, here we go. This is track 14. Please get this. Kelly, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly. I swear, I swear if you were to sit Candace Michelle, I would have screamed. No, it's Kelly, Kelly. All right, six and eight. Kelly, Kelly. All right, here you go. Um, prime time players. No. Titus O'Neil, you dipshit. Okay, Titus O'Neil, alright. Alright. Yeah. Seven and eight. You go, track yeah. 16. That is Hugh Morris. God damn. Some of these themes are very obscure. 
Like some, a few of them I kick myself, but some of them are very obscure. So, seven to nine. All right, here we go. Try seventeen. Here we go. Um, sounds familiar. I don't. I don't know. That is draws. Oh, shit. Yeah. Here you go, track 11. No, sorry, track 11, track 18. My bad. Yeah. Heath Slater. Heath Slater. 8 and 11. No, 8 and 10. 10. Yeah, eight and eight. ten. Here we go, track nineteen. Run it straight. Ah, uh, we had this the other week. I don't remember. Um, who who is it? That is Zion Quinn. Oh shit. Okay. No, it's always it's always that run it straight thing that just yeah. uh, throws me off. Okay. Eight and uh, eleven. Eleven. So you go track twenty. I have no earthly idea. That is Austin Aries. Holy shit. N- never never would have identified that. So 8 and 12, here we go. The last track. Are you ready? Yep. It's not a very heavy way to end the show. <laughs> heavy Corbin. Nine and 12. 15. Nine and 12. Yeah, nine and 12. Yeah. yeah. Um, terrible. No, it, that was, it wasn't bad. Uh, but you did better, did better than uh, the, the other weeks. Yeah, Definitely. All right, so before we go, before we uh, sign off, so we have this show, the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, with myself, Elio, and my co-host, Ben. You can find us here on Saturdays, every Saturday on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Ben, if they can't find us, what do you have to say? They're lying because we're everywhere. And of course, you can find me on Saturday mornings on Wrestling POV Network, on Wrestling POV Podcast with my co hosts, Tony Diaz and Clay Cummings. And with that, Ben, we see you bring the show to a close.
Absolutely, and uh, let's, let's say we end it with uh, this. Um, what, when do you want to do the, um, the Revolution uh, Prediction Show? Oh, okay. oh, oh. I, before we do go, I need to make a note about the Wrestling POV podcast. Um, because uh, one of the co-hosts is going to be busy on Saturdays, we're going to be recording on Friday nights for the next while, few weeks. So, okay. uh, Ben, when do you want to do this? We can... Um, you want to, you want to do, um, well, I don't want to do Wednesdays. What do you say we do Tuesday? That works. Okay. Yeah. Then we can cover Raw and, um, NXT. And NXT. Yep. That works. Okay. Very cool. Then we have a shorter show to, uh, on the following uh, Saturday. Yes, and then and then that way we can. Uh, um, well, actually, is uh, is Revolution on Saturday or Sunday? Sunday, Mar- March sixth. So Sunday night. So yeah. Um, well, you you wouldn't want. So do you want to do Tuesday, Saturday, and then the following Tuesday, or do you want to do Tuesday and then and then. And then the next Tuesday. Uh, we can do uh, this Tuesday for the predictions, and then uh, the following uh, the results. For on Saturday. For uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Tuesday and Saturday. Okay. Yeah. We're so good. Okay. Tuesday predictions. Saturday we we'll do our regular show, and then the following Tuesday's results. Um, oh, oh, actually, um, oh, no, because the show's on Sunday. I, I keep getting, I keep getting confused. I know, AEW's messing us up with their pay-per-view state changes. Exactly. Um, so, okay, we're good. Tuesday and Saturday, we're good. All right, so, for my co-host, Ben, I'm Elio. This is the PNC Professional Wrestling Podcast. We will talk to you all next week. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Sorry I confused you guys. I was trying to leave you with an entertaining cliffhanger, but then I uh, then I crossed myself up. But <laughs> we, uh, we got plenty of good stuff coming your way. Uh, and the road to WrestleMania, it keeps getting colder, but we'll keep we'll keep it hot with some revolution. Uh, and um, and we'll see you next time right back here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Colossal, we come these renegades.